Hello and welcome to Working Class Outcasts. I'm one of your hosts, Eddie, and across the mic for me is... Henry Taint. We'd like to take a moment at the top of this week's show to remind you that we don't advertise here or take any sort of donations. What we do ask is that you leave us a review. Let us know how we can improve or topics you'd like to hear us about. If you have a horrible boss story, you can DM us on Twitter at WCOPod or send us a message on our Facebook page. Our intro music is Rossville by Iron Fez. And you can send us free money whenever we have the balls to put our addresses out there. So, unlike our last two episodes, today we're going to be talking about something that could be considered a criminal enterprise in some states. Something that the Wikipedia page of directs directly to the Lone Shark Wikipedia page, which is never a good look. And predatory lending. And predatory lending. Of course, we're talking about payday loans. Places like Check Into Cash, Advance America, Western Sky... Anywhere you can go in and get a $200 cash with a promise of paying 230 back on your next paycheck. <clears throat> Josh, why don't you tell us a little bit about just the, what's the basic definition for payday lending that you've got written down? Oh, here? Jesus Christ. It is uh, a borrower writes a post-dated check to the lender for the payday salary but receives part of that payday sum in immediate cash. So basically, you have to walk in and tell them, prove to them that you made money at one point in time, and they will give you cash back for mm-hmm. part of that check. But they charge fifteen to twenty dollars for every hundred dollars lend it out, hmm. and you have to pay that back with your next paycheck. So W. Allen Jones has been quoted saying, "The concept of the payday loan is very simple." So it's a very simple industry to understand. Luckily, this episode won't take us long at all. If your electricity is about to be turned off, you need to put food on the table for the kids, pay a speeding ticket, a doctor or dental appointment, or have another financial emergency and no available money, you can borrow $100 and pay it back within two weeks. And then this is in quotation, or uh, in parentheses, so it's included to, for context, for a 15 to $20 fee. Now, sadly, W. Allen Jones neglects to mention how his industry that he is called the father of preys on low-income families that find themselves trapped in what the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau calls a loan sequence. A loan sequence is the string together of these loans back-to-back indefinitely. Financial quicksand, as it's known in the business. That's a good word for it, honestly. So the way these operate is simple. I've had payday loans before. And the place I went to has this big sign out front. And it's all capital letters. It's borrow $200, pay $203. This sounds like a good deal. I've seen those signs. Yeah. Yeah. They're really common in our hometown. So are you telling me that they have a $3 surcharge? For the first loan. For the first loan. 
For the very first loan, they're like, you pay $3 if you pay that. And most people don't even take out, if you're working a shit job, as we all have, you, mm-hmm. most people are taking out the uh, $100 or $200. Well, fun fact, uh, according to the CFPB, only 36% of these loans are paid off in the first sequence. And another 4 default, 4% default on the first payment. So, 60% of people can't pay that $203 and pay $30 instead and renew the loan for the next payday. Because it's cheaper. Yes. Yeah, because they want you to pay the full amount or the renewal fee. And who would you say this preys on the most? Low-income people, single mothers, uh, minorities who are uh, economically depressed. People People on fixed incomes are another big percentage of this business. I have a lot of statistics that we're going to get into later that actually break down some of these categories. Now, an an economist who I think it's fair to say is a thousand times smarter than you and I when it comes to the economy of payday loans said that they were extremely rare prior to the 90s. And I ask of you, what changed? Well, nothing. Actually, some things did change. So, Checking the Cash was founded in 1993 in Cleveland by W. Allen Jones, uh, which is in our backyards. It's also still headquartered there. Uh, so, born in 1952, I'm going to do just a little bit of background on him so we get an idea of who W. Allen Jones is. Uh, the father of the payday loan industry, he wrestled in high school and credits it for building his character, saying, in wrestling, I didn't have to rely on anybody but myself. So he's a libertarian. And he liked putting his dick in people's faces. I guess that makes sense. So he goes to Middle Tennessee State University and drops out in 1972 to help with his family business, a credit reporting agency called the Credit Bureau of Cleveland. In 1977, he purchases the company and grows it to the largest credit reporting agency in Tennessee. So, you know, he's just a simple credit farmer. Yeah, from uh, down south. From down south, working on the credit farm with my pa. Just our simply family-owned credit farm. His family owned a credit bureau? Is yes. Is that what you said? So what, back what before... Do? Equifax was a thing and TransUnion were a thing. They still existed, but they were much smaller. And state places usually carried the responsibility of reporting who was paying their debts on time. So, for example, the Credit Bureau of Cleveland would be in touch with any business that was operating in Cleveland. Other businesses. And they'd be like, okay, so who on the books isn't paying their bills in time so we can let other lenders know? So they would do a credit check for other businesses. So these places were basically like Equifax and TransUnion, but on a much smaller scale. But, let's fast forward a little bit. 1988, Never Gonna Give You Up is on the Billboard Hot 100, and Equifax offers to buy the credit reporting side of the Credit Bureau of Cleveland because it was the largest in Tennessee. So in the 80s, you can see these credit bureaus consolidating power, and because that happened, we dealt with the Equifax data breach. What was that, like three years ago? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, where a bunch of people got their shit stolen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Good thing I have shitty credit. W. Allen Am Jones right? was indirectly responsible for your shit getting stolen, Tennesseans. Nobody wants to be me. Nobody wants to be me. <laughs> if somebody stole my credit, they'd have to build it to ruin it first. So I'm for it, honestly. Yeah, like as long as I get it back, I'll report it once it's above, uh, was that 500? <laughs> hey, somebody stole Eight. my shit. There's no way my credit score is this high. <clears throat> so, 1993. W. Allen Jones is just been chilling, 
grilling, hanging out. Maxing all, relaxing all, cooling all. Like an asshole. (laughs) But he hears about this former credit bureau guy he used to work with named Eaton. And he's in Johnson City in a run-down, old-ass gas station with flickering lights. And he's holding checks to cash them on people's next paydays. And he's charging $20 a check. So, he lends you the money. You come back. You don't come back even. He just sends it in on your next payday. Cashes his check, gets his money, right? So, W. Allen Jones sees this, goes to Johnson City to see what's going on. He flies up there in his private jet to from, do this. From Cleveland a to Johnson Piper City? A Piper Saratoga. Yes, Cleveland has a private airfield. No, from Cleveland, I know that. Cleveland, Cleveland to, Johnson to Johnson City. City. He flew. Isn't Johnson City in Tennessee? Yes. How far away is that? Uh, about four hours. Well, I guess you could do that shit with somebody else's money. Yeah, exactly. So, he flies up there in his Piper Saratoga and offers to buy this guy Eaton out. Eaton tells him, no, fuck off. You know, I'm, I'm helping people, whatever. I don't want you to buy me out. And said that he was providing a valuable service. So, W. Allen Jones goes home and I assume is just fucking pissed because somebody's turned down money. Wait. Can I, does he start doing the same thing for cheaper? Yes. So he's at home fuming, and he just thinks to himself, I'm going to start my own check-cashing business, and I'll call it cash into checks. So he opens his first store in Cleveland. And that's how capitalism works, Eddie. Now, to tie us back to what you would ask me, what changed in the 90s? In the 90s, W. Allen Jones donated $29,000 to several state legislators in the run-up to a vote to legalize payday lending in 1997. So he was a lobbyer. He lobbied. No. He just handed Senator Stacks a cash to vote for a bill for him. That's lobbying. Yes, but no. It's just one guy with enough money to do it instead of a group of guys living in Washington. One guy can be a lobbyer. Well, yeah, I guess. It, anyway, that's, that's not nitpick it. This guy literally paid senators. That's a bribe. That's not lobbying. Uh, so anyway, they were going to vote on legislation to make it lead to, de- to deregulate it. Basically make usury laws not, apl- not applicable anymore. That's how you pronounce that word. Usury. Yeah, usury. Okay. And if for those of you who might not know what a usury law is, it prohibits the exorbitant and immoral charge of interest on loans. Now, the key word there is immoral. So these people had a law repealed that was saying, hey, man, if you charge this much interest, you're kind of a dickhead. And the way they did it is they would go to the state legislators all across the nation. This was a very common argument used that, uh, what was that guy's name? Charles? Charles Hallinan. 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 This was an argument that he made uh, because I was researching him after... You did. He's considered so, that if uh, W. Allen Jones is the father of the payday loans, Charles Hallinan is the godfather of payday loans, as they say in the biz. Fair. Yeah. Now he's the godfather of convicted felons because his ass is in jail. Because for... he was doing it online, and that's illegal. Yeah. Because he was doing it in states that you shouldn't have been able to do it in. And for racketeering... Um, And conspiracy to commit mail fraud and wire fraud. Yeah. So, fuck him. So, payday lending is actually only legal in 27 states and 14 outlaw it. So. Why would those 14 outlaw it? Because they still have usury laws. But the argument that they made in the 90s, they would go to these legislators and say, look, 
We don't think that you should make people's financial decisions for them. That's not the government's place to decide what's in the best interest of their constituents' finances. Mm -hmm. So you should deregulate the industry. So we can do whatever the fuck we want. Here's a fat stack of cash to help you get reelected if you make it happen, buddy. Sorry, my hands are kind of greasy. You know, I've been greasing the wheel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> With my daddy's simple credit bureau, Tom. Very humble beginnings from uh, fucking people over. Yeah. So, it pretty much was left unregulated and unchecked until 2008. Uh, and I think you did more research about the CFPB than I did. The fucking CFPB. I don't the even know. Fucking CFPB I don't even know where the fucking CFPB and Frank Dodd. Frank Dodd. The Frank Dodd Act uh, created the CFPB. The fucking CFPB. And they also created, um, what is it? Well, it was pushed through by Obama. Yep. Which is considered like his number one bill passing that he did. Is. The word around town. So ACA, I don't know where that falls in between this because the well, CFPB, that's a dog shit. Yeah, the, these days the CFPB means nothing, really, because Kathy Craninger is in charge of it now. But back is then, she a Trump person? She is a Trump person. Huh? She actually said that it was a uh, before she even continued before she was even uh, the director of the CFPB. She said yeah. it was uh, two. Independent, and then it was the CFPB was yeah, too independent, and it was unconstitutional. Hmm. So the uh, Trump administration made her the director after Mick Mulvaney, and you know you remember Mick Mulvaney, like hey, we do quid pro quo all the time, guy. You know, God, that's been so long ago. But yeah, yeah, right. Shit show after shit show, but yeah, now she's in charge. The person yeah. who thinks it's unconstitutional so, is in let charge. Let me posit now. a question to you. Nine inches. <laughs> what is uh from uh my knee to my ankle okay not your dick not my dick okay no that wasn't my question at all who was the first person direct elected appointed is appointed. it an appointment appointed appointed to be the head of the cfpb richard cordroy i believe i thought it was elizabeth warren no she no. helped create it oh but she never was in it well because republicans obama figured that Oh, Republicans didn't like her so much. And I don't know why you're calling her Elizabeth Warren, because it's Pocahontas these days. But wait, wasn't Elizabeth Warren a Republican? you think they'd be fine with her. Was she a Republican? Yeah, she was up until the 90s. Oh, well, they didn't like her. I guess she was too much of a progressive republic? <laughs> Republican? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know shit about her. This is all I know about her. And that Basically, she, she went from R to D, and Republicans don't like her because she's got a D next to her name now, because that's all fucking politics is is sports but when they uh came out with the dodd frank act act and uh there were supposed to be some regulation changes in 2017 mm -hmm. by the cfpb that were since rolled back of course and they're dead in the water now they had five major changes to the payday loan industry well let's hear them one was the full payment test like it's basically a credit check and see if the borrower could pay back while considering basic financial obligations like rent, water, food. Can I get to fucking work? So basically this would say you can't loan them $200 if they can't pay 230 back next yeah, week. Yeah, on top, like if their rent's 150 
and it's due next week, they can't pay back the 250 yeah. 200 bucks next fucking week, yeah. basically. And then the principal payoff option, which limits $500 if they couldn't pass the full payment test. And uh, under the principal payoff option, they couldn't, they couldn't ask for a collateral, and they couldn't get a payday loan if they had another short-term loan. Hmm. And no loan extensions. Hmm. And they always have to disclose the principal payoff option. They always have to tell people that. But right. Well, you know how that is. They'll be like, oh, yeah, this is, you don't need yeah. to worry about this, but this is what it is. <laughs> and that is just another example of how businesses are okay f- to fuck people. Yeah. But if they get fucked, what happens? Well, okay, so... Have you ever tried... Talking about my payday loans. Why don't we talk about what happened to them? Yeah, I, you know, I've considered getting a payday loan just so I could have a little better insight into it. But well, luckily... I didn't have a paycheck. I've been trapped in the cycle. So I have the insight. How long did it take you to pay it off? I didn't pay it off. Okay, so in the state of so- Tennessee... <laughs> here's the thing. In the state of Tennessee, when you go to renew a payday loan, you have to have all 230, whatever the dollar amount is. For me, it was always 230 with you. So they were like, you have to have that sum of money in full. You can't just bring in the $30. You had to bring in the money you wanted to borrow to no. prove that you had no, 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 the money? No, 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 no. When I went to pay it back or oh. renew the loan, as they called it. Oh, you couldn't renew it unless you had the full payment. Right. If You had, you had to have the $230. Jesus. Now, the place I had this payday loan through was like, fuck that. Just bring us 30 bucks. Oh, so they didn't give a shit. They didn't give a shit. When was this? 2012, 2013. Somewhere in there. God damn. Yeah. It's been a minute. But yeah, so I stopped paying. That was right out of high school. And then the guy threatened to sue me, and I was like, well, if you're going to do that, you know it's illegal to tell me to only bring in $30. And I'm probably not the only person that's done it. And we can just file a lawsuit against you and have the whole business like, shut Yeah, down. I'll wait out in the parking lot for other customers to show up yeah. and sign this piece of paper here. Yeah. <laughs> but that was straight out of high school. Yeah, just about. Which is... I uh, mean, I was working through high school my senior year. Which all you need to borrow from a, to, to do a payday loan is you have to be 18. You have to have a pulse. An active checking account, yeah. Yep. And being so pissed broke you can't afford jack shit. Yeah. That's exactly what happened to me. I think something fucked up on my car at the time. And it was like a $180 part or something like that. I didn't have the money. So I was like, well, fuck it. I'll just do this. I got to get this so I can go to work so I can pay my bills. God damn. Yeah. Yeah. Poverty really is a slippery fucking trap that it's hard to escape out of. Yeah. And that's why all these, uh, that's why the federal government isn't really going to do anything about the payday loans because they need them to help keep people down. Yeah. To help keep the working class the working class down down so they're some not would say anything. turning them into outcasts would you say they're working class outcasts oh my god did we just bring the title into the episode i know we're Duh. fucking awesome so i'd like to walk <laughs> you through a hypothetical if you will right. to kind of help Maybe some of our listeners get into the mindset of somebody in the situation where they would need a payday loan. Because uh-huh. uh, a lot of people from Brooklyn listen to podcasts because that's where all podcasts are organically grown is uh, Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. Beans. 
Beans. Yeah, we got all these boxes. So let's say hypothetically, you need some money for a car part, which is a very likely scenario for most of us. So you go in and these people tell you, yeah, this first loan, we'll give you $200. You pay back $203. You go, you buy the part, you fix your car. Next week, you get paid again. So, you go in. You have the light bill due. You got to buy food. You got to put gas in your car. Leaves you with less than $203 in your bank account after the end of the day. So, you just fork out $30 to carry that note for another week. Yeah, it's cheaper. And all of a sudden, you're paying a bill every week of $30. And that but I want us to say... Just keeps rising and rising, the amount you owe. Well, not exactly. The amount you owe is always the same. It's the amount you've paid in that's terrifying. Okay. So let's say you're diligent, and you pay it off in seven weeks. You save a bunch of money, work some overtime. You've given them $210 just in the fees that you've paid every week to keep waiting to pay this loan off. And you still owe the initial amount. So you end up paying off a $413 loan. Now picture this, half of all of the money in the payday loan industry is tied up in loans of 10 sequences or more. The reason they say 10 sequences or more is because they only do the studies for this data 11 months at a time during their routine audits. So they're not really being transparent about what's happening in the payday loan industry. And I've got some statistics about there if you don't mind us to take the time. They don't have to. They don't have to be transparent. Nobody's holding no. them accountable. But I would like to paint a picture with some numbers that the CFPB does give us. Okay. Hit me. So 14% of borrowers are paid weekly. Yeah. That's because weekly jobs don't exist anymore. And if they do, they're fucking heinous. I'm paid weekly right now and I'm getting the dog shit kicked out of me every night of work. I'm paid weekly and I haven't got that first week's paycheck. Well... of all borrowers and payday loans paid bi-weekly. So that's where their bread and butter is every two weeks. That's people like Walmart, Target, any retail job, sales jobs, pretty much anywhere. That makes more sense just because you got that one week where they're not making any money. So they're more likely to spend it all. Yep. As I have. And run out and need 200 bucks. I can barely keep a paycheck alive when I'm paid Matter of fact, when I was a payday loan borrower, I was paid bi-weekly. Oh, yeah. At so, a pizza crust. No, that, yeah, that, Lowe's, a bunch of different places. Uh, so, 9% are paid bi-monthly, which is like the 1st and the 15th. 30% are paid monthly. It's the largest two blocks there that I really want to talk about. Because, of course, the 47% being paid bi-weekly is just by the numbers, and that makes a lot of sense because there's a whole week with no money. So, the 47% did have much shorter sequences, though, so they typically paid off the loan faster. What I think is happening there, though, with those bi-weekly loans is that they're getting paid off the week they get paid and then renewed as a brand new loan and not a part of a sequence. Yeah, because... So these people are still carrying these loans, but they're just paying it off one week, renewing it the next. Yeah. Paying it off the next week, renewing it the week after that, ad infinitum. And they're probably being talked into it by the people behind the fucking counter. Oh, it doesn't matter. If you throw out $230 just to be done with it and think you're over, and then next week you're sitting there dog dick broke yeah, you because go you've back. thrown out $230 you don't have... You're going back. Yeah, and then there's always that mentality. Well, they've been good to me. 
they always loan me the money because a money lending place is always going to loan you the money, especially now under Kathy Kreininger when they don't even have to check and see if you can pay it back. So this is just one of those things that I, that we've said. They're not really clear about what's going on. This is not transparent data. No. I'm having to put in conjecture because I've lived the experience. And I'm sure there are other listeners or people out there that have had the same thing happen. But 30% are monthly borrowers. And they tend to have a longer loan sequence. 40% of monthly payees loans went on for the entire 11 months the data was recorded. So monthly borrowers can only mean a handful of people. Government employees, welfare recipients, disabled people, and social security checks. So we're looking at people who are working in the public sector helping us by maintaining our parks, roads, whatever. Teachers, postal workers, all that. People that are too broke to afford to do anything to improve their lives. Disabled people who can't work. And people that are so old they shouldn't have to work. This is who they prey on? Is that what That's who they're really fucking over, yeah. And at one point in time, when the Department of Defense got involved with it, they were preying on uh, military members. Hmm. And the only reason the DOD got involved was because it was fucking up troop morale and troop preparedness. Because you can't go to war if you're thinking about, oh, and checking the cash. While $230, you're dollars, yeah. yeah. So, really... Who these loan who these loan companies make their bread and butter off of are your kids' teachers and their gam gam. And people below any pretty much anybody, anybody below, below the poverty line. Forty thousand so. a year. Yeah. Now if you uh I do have some uh ways to figure out if you do have to take out a payday loan, mm-hmm. which you shouldn't. Right. But if you want to know if they're legit Business, I do have some factors that you can look at. Let's uh, let's hear. They have to be accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Yeah. They have to be free with their contact details. If they don't want to give you their address, a name, or an email address, don't go there. Mm-hmm. And they need to be upfront with their fees and charges. That's right. about the CFPB came out with. But as it as it goes today, who knows? And they have to abide by all your state regulations because your states set the maximum limits that they can charge and they always charge the maximum oh yeah you can, you can count on that it's like a minimum wage is i'd pay you less if i could yeah you know that's what i was saying about michael stegman the guy that said uh they weren't uh real big before the 90s yeah like my thing was like what well, changed nothing changed because minimum wage is still pretty much the fucking same yeah the only thing that changed is they made it legal to do yeah once again, like I said at the top of the episode, if you go to the Wikipedia page for payday lending, there's a whole part that just redirects you to loan yeah. sharking, which was payday lending when it was illegal. So, let's take Georgia, for example. Well, the Usury last... was outlawed in Georgia for 100 years, and then in 2004, they finally overturned the law because W. Allen Jones wanted in on the state and was willing to throw money at politicians along with several other payday lenders. Yeah. Who have their own lobbying group, right? 
Because why don't they have an association just like the fucking rest of them? What's it called? NRA. The no, other no, 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 NRA? No, 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 not the other. The, the Payday Lenders Association. It's like the CFSRA oh, or something. It's the Community Financial Services Association of America. It represents the payday lending industry. Yeah. And you know is, who founded that? W. Allen Goddamn Jones. Uh, the, uh, yeah. They are they're designed to keep borrowers in debt, but... They market themselves as an emergency loan or a one-time thing. Yep. Which they're not. They're not. And you know what they did? To uh, They hired this guy that is known as the pit bull of public relations. Hmm. His name is Eric, De- Eric Diesenhall. 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 And uh, they spent $10 million of somebody else's money. On education and advertising campaigns through this Eric Dazenhall character. Dazenhall. He, he is a he is considered a crisis management consultant. Mm-hmm. Now, what I found was pretty cool about him was like he's good at his craft because he represented Exxon Mobil. He, huh. re- he represented the CEO of uh, Enron, That's Jeffrey cool. Skilling. Yeah, so we know how that turned out. The Enron guy? The The company was literally doing nothing and just making money? He represented a lot of people. Which is, oddly enough, once again, what the payday loan industry is doing. (laughs) But he's also a pretty good author. I'm going to have to read some of his books. See if we can use his power against him. Just to go off on a tangent here, some of his books are about uh, Meyer Lansky, which I never heard of him, but he's a mobster. It's called The Baltimore Sun. Hmm. And it's and there's another book about called Money Wanders, which hmm. is about organized crime in Atlantic City, and hmm. it's fiction. So this guy represents legal organized crime and writes about <laughs> the other kind of organized <laughs> yeah. crime. Yeah, He's right? just like, man, I can't get enough of dealing with organized crime and racketeering. <laughs> I have such a passion. Deep inside of me for ripping people off. Yeah. Uh, the latest book that I know you, I wrote it down because I knew you would find it interesting, is uh, called The Best of Enemies, The Last Great Spy Story of the Cold War. Fuck this guy. Which is about the friendship between KGB's Gennady Vas- Vasilenko and the CIA's Jack Platt and Platt's role in identifying Hello, Robert Hansen. I'm Jack Platt, regular American. Yeah. Oh, well, Jack Platt was on our side. The CIA side. Yeah. You know. That's what it sounds like, I'm assuming. He's got like a solid square jaw. They found a... Like a fucking minivan just right on his face. (laughs) They found a mole in the FBI is what that book is about. But most of his writings focus on PR and uh, how celebrities or corporations can successfully defend their reputation. Not much for how the common man can... uh, Yeah. Huh. Like when it comes to a lawsuit, a sex scandal, a defect product, or allegations of insider trading. Oh, what's that? Yeah. You got an exploding ad bag killing people. Well, that's easy. Just Talk. blame it on the driver. Yeah. And that's what That'll be $45 million. Dollars. I don't know why all these people sound like boss hog types. Yeah, they do. I mean, have you looked at a picture of W. Allen Jones? Yeah, I've seen it. He's got the he's got a pretty punchable face. Yeah. Right to his to credit it. though, he does run a restaurant called the Bald Headed Bistro because he's bald. That's literally why he named it that. Uh I would like to pull out 
a, a piece of an article that was an interview he gave for the 25th anniversary of Checking the Cash. And I'm trying to find it here. It's talking about his first customer. Let's see. Ah, the first transaction was a young U.S. Army recruiter. Of course. His son's birthday was that weekend and hadn't received his paycheck. He used checking to cash loans to purchase a much-anticipated bicycle and was happy to pay us back the following Tuesday. Now, he sounds like, uh, yeah, he is a southern credit farmer. Word of the new lending business spread quickly. That first customer told five friends, and then they each told another five people, and before we knew it, they were lining up right outside our money printing stand just a begging. And they were like, wow, you mean to tell me this guy will give you money for a fee? So we quickly made eight additional money farms as we appealed to middle-class citizens. Many of them didn't have no checking accounts. We catered to housewives, nurses, and female school teachers. We even had some bank employees. This guy's a fucking asshole. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just a simple money farmer. God, what a dick. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. So, just in case you didn't know, payday lending pulls in $90 billion a year. It's enough to buy 45 NBA teams. In 2019, they uh, loaned out $29 billion. And uh, the, just their fees were $9 billion, according to the St. Louis Federal Reserve, or St. Louis. Do you know how many teams play professionally in the NBA? Because I had to Google it. 30. Yeah, actually, that's <laughs> right. You'd have to make up 15 teams to spend what this industry pulls in in a year. Like the Washington check cashers. Or... Mm. Sunnyvale money lenders. Yeah, or, uh, let's see here, Seattle kneecappers. Uh, oh. The shark loaners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> the San Jose loan sharks. <laughs> <laughs> the Cleveland, Tennessee steamers. But I have a feeling if payday lenders... Made 15 NBA teams, there'd be a lot of racist shit in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here we have the don't pay backs because broke. <laughs> Here we have what's called a, a first default. <laughs> Jesus Now, Christ. if you don't pay these back, that does open you up to uh, these cocksucking debt collection agencies, which I've had my fair share. Who hasn't? And they're not, they're not really there to help you. Mail them a fucking penny. My favorite thing about them is when they call saying that they're going to help hey, me. Hey, wait a minute. Can we talk about that? What? what was that that you did where you mailed in like a dollar or some shit and they sent it back so you got off scot-free? Oh, no. No, that didn't work. That didn't work? No, that didn't work. Uh, that was something what somebody told me and I was like, yeah, I'm going to Debt die. collectors hate this man yeah. with this one ad. I almost had an ad. <laughs> like, well, if you don't accept the dollar that I paid you, that's all I can afford. So technically, I don't owe anything. It doesn't work. No, it never does. So I think we're about to take a break. Yeah, yeah, we'll I break got, break. I gotta take a piss. I gotta take a pee pee too. And drink some more rum. But uh, I'd like to leave you with this uh, this quote. This is from a Harper's article called "Usury Country" from two thousand nine, and it's a quote from a former store manager for Check and Go one of the big three of the payday lending industry. The first few times customers came in, the man said, he'd make small talk about their kids. 
Soon they wouldn't even look him in the eye. It's a person in desperation crossing their fingers that they can pretend this'll work. And when it inevitably doesn't, the borrower feels tremendous shame and guilt. But the store manager feels anger too. It was my money. You take it personally in that you're responsible for taking this company's money and giving it to somebody. And then doing your job, your job is on the line for the basis of Joe Blow's pay history. Their habits, their character, their integrity, their decision, their choice, their difficulty, their crisis, their tragedy. And I could almost guarantee you that most of these store managers, this isn't the quote anymore, I apologize. Okay, yeah. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, it ended that? at their tragedy there. But I okay. can guarantee you that this guy's fallen under 40000 a year. So he could very well have a fucking check out and fucking, you know... Fucking pay and blow or whatever. Pay and blow, yeah. Yeah. It's fucking just... It shows you how any time you work somewhere, they create so division. Especially in collections and stuff. Like, you remember how Rent-A-Center wanted us to treat people? Yeah. Like less than human. Yeah. Well, the... My, they're just money. And they're not giving us money, so they're nothing. Well, we had the main manager, and he was like, yeah, always, of course. You got to talk to people like you should talk to people. And then the other manager was like, listen, I don't give a fuck how you talk to these people. You just get the fucking merchandise or the money. Just make sure nobody's recording. Yeah, just don't be recorded. Like, oh, okay. And that's why I ended up smashing myself in the face with a rum bottle when I got home. Yeah. You know what? We're going to take that breaky break. We'll be right back after a message from our faux sponsor. Are you struggling with your uh, finances right now? Are the bills piling up so bad that you can't make it to your front door? I know mine were. That's why I started the company Financial Insecurity. And I'm not only a member, I'm the founder. Because I had to take out a loan to start this business. And I need you to come take out a loan to help me pay back my lenders. And don't just take my word for it. Listen to a happy customer. Well, I declare, before I became a customer of financial insecurity, I was paying all my bills on time. But now, because of financial insecurity, I can't even see outside my window because of all the past due notices. <laughs> Thank you, financial insecurity, for keeping me broke and poor. <laughs> That's right. Thousands of customers, just like him, have used financial insecurity. And now, you can too. Available online at www.preparetogetdickdownformoney.com. Special terms and conditions will apply. Sorry for taking the break. Welcome back to the episode of Hey, Would You Blow Me? Eddie, would it's you not... blow me? Yeah, I guess. I mean... All right, thank you for tuning how in big today. How uh, Five and nine-sixteenths. I don't know. I gag on my toothbrush. If I throw up on your dick, is that a chili cheese hot dog, or are we just gonna... Pretend it never happened. I like to call it a strawberry ice cream cone. <laughs> Does it taste like gummy bears and cure the blues? <laughs> so speaking of sucking dick, pay talk loans. Uh, yeah, payday loans. <laughs> They're bad, folks. Everyone knows it. Everywhere I go, people say, Mr. President, would you look at how bad these payday loans are? They're taking all our money, folks. But we have it's the best. Fact. We have the best payday We have payday the best loans. payday loans. Yeah. The most usury. The most immoral payday loans. Like, what is that you would always say about debt collectors? Like, I'm just glad somebody cares how my day was going. Yeah, right. <laughs> they, they seem to be the only Oh, people. yeah, this is Jenny with Visa, Mr. Cockrum. How's your day going? Uh, like shit now. What do you need? Yeah, well, <laughs> you want me to send you a check? You can dribble it all the way to the bank? <laughs> 
my favorite thing to do to people that would call me for money and they say they were trying to help me when I told them I couldn't pay was like, well, are you hiring? And they always say no. Like, well, then you're not really trying to fucking help me. Is Jim. that what happened at rent center No, that's what happened at the uh, <laughs> credit, what was that? Place. Thing? Credit place. Unredacted. Credit, credit place. Redacted. Credit place. Redacted. <laughs> they they wouldn't hire me, so I considered them not trying to help me. Why wouldn't they help you? Yeah, like if, if I got you want a, me to pay, pay me. Yeah, bro, if I got a job with you. It's you, a pyramid scheme, man. You could just take it out of my paycheck. Why don't we just do that? We start a company where we pay people to take out loans with the company. That they work for? Yes. But we charge interest, so our balance sheet looks like it's growing, but we're never really making any money. I think that's a charity. Maybe we should stop this right now. <laughs> no. 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 We're talking about... Or a Ponzi scheme. Shh. <gasps> It's not a Ponzi scheme if they're employees and they have loans. They're paying you. You're paying them. The money's not going anywhere. It's a closed cycle of money, baby. Oh, my God. We better turn this off right now and copyright that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, looks like we're selling out. (laughs) Well, that's been it, folks. Fourth episode. We're gone. Off to buy our own money printer. (laughs) No, just kidding. Actually, we're going to shit on the CFPB. Josh, why don't you tell us what you got written down? The CFPB, when I first started this shit, I thought they were the good guys. I really did. You know, some people would say the Nazis were the good guys. Would they be Nazis? Yes. Well, I'm not in the CFPB. But the CFPB are just capitalism Nazis. They're just like, no, you can't capitalism this much. You're winning too hard. The CFPB... <laughs> when they first started, before now, yeah. they were supposed to, they wrote and enforced rules for the financial institutions, both banks and non-bank institutions. For like payday lenders, for example. What is a non-bank institution? Is payday like a lender. Hardy's? A check into cash. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's what we're talking about this Yeah, week. buddy. <laughs> they, uh, and they, they were supposed to collect and track consumer complaints. And they were the direct enemy at the time of the CFSAA, the association that was started by the payday industry. Oh, yes. Once again, another yeah. group of people <laughs> who have formed an association. Do we know their stance on unions? Did we take a look at that? Fuck unions. No. Keep going. I'm going to look up. (laughs) Well, one of the main things the CFPB was supposed to do was uh, once an institution acquires $10 billion in assets, it falls under the CFPB's guidelines. Now, with today's administration, they raised that number up Mm -hmm. to like $50 billion or (laughs) I think $250 billion, which is fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. And uh, they will examine uh, a bank... For compliance with the regulatory laws. Right. All right? So they're going in there and they're just fucking nerding out, counting beans and shit. Yeah, that's what they do. They're just like, sir, it appears your money printer is low on ink. You're going to have to get more. Yeah. But this ink is made with unicorn blood and issued by the government. Here's your fine. Yeah. So they're bad for capitalism. Well, now they are because, well, when they first... So the CFPB is good? No, they are bad. bad. How bad? 
Because after Richard Cornroy, which was the first director of the CFPB... I'm just a simple CFPB director. Yeah. he After he was going to retire or leave or get fired, whatever mm-hmm. happened to him, they rejected his nominee and instead Trump appointed Mick Mulvaney. Because... Quid pro quo quo. Yeah, quid pro quo. Yeah, we do that all the time. What are you talking about? That's tit for tat. That's all this is. It's government. It's all tit for tat, folks. Look at me. I'm Nick Mulvaney. I sound like an Italian guy now for some yeah. reason. <laughs> it's listen, me, Mick. Listen, if you're, gonna, if you're gonna say, hey, I tell you what, it looks like you got shorted on your meatballs. I got a couple of meatballs, but I'm gonna need some more noodles. Is that quid pro quo or just helping somebody out? I think that's just helping somebody out. <laughs> But he only filled the position until they could nominate somebody else. And that somebody else was, was Kathy Kraninger, who is not from the working class. <clears throat> My name's Kathy Kraninger, and I'm here to see that this institution does something about something. Yeah. Why are we here again? Now, once again, I'm Kathy. I'm new here. I don't quite know why I've been applying for this job, but uh, if only, I'm glad to be here. If only you knew how right you were, because she does sound like that. Does and she when really? she got appointed, no, she doesn't sound like God that. God damn! <laughs> when she got appointed, there was outrage. You know, I'm just going to put this in here right now. Trans women are women. I doubt she's trans, but I imagine that if someone listens to this episode and I catch shit, that should be enough of a disclaimer. It's I- a joke. I've never felt uh It's a trans... 2020. I'm going to cover my ass. Well, you know, to stay on that subject, I would love to touch a trans pussy because I don't know what they feel like. And if it's Is it a... like touching fake tits, do you think? You know how they just feel different than a nice natural titty? Yeah, but they fill those with silicone, don't they? Yeah, fake titties. Yeah, I hope they don't fill pussy lips with silicone. Because then... Oh my like, god, uh... if some trans woman <laughs> has pussy lips that look like Nicole Kidman's lips... All I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Too far? Not far enough? Not far enough. Sometimes (laughs) you have to cross your own line of decency. (laughs) To make sure it's still there. Yeah. 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 But, you know, on that point, I would like to say that... Just like you slip her panties off and you see... I'd still fuck it. I mean, it's it's her pussy. I'd just fuck in it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm staying here now. I still say that shemale porn, a shemale fucking a woman, is the same thing as lesbian strap-on porn. That's all I'm saying. So I'm, there's nothing wrong with me if I jerk off to either. Is calling it shemale transphobic? More at 11. Well, I just said that I would I would touch a fake pussy. Well, not a fake, but a, a man-made pussy. <laughs> Well, you know, we've improved all kinds of things through science. Yeah. What if it was just, like, self-lubricating but never ran out? You could just fuck it for hours. Do they run out? I don't know. (laughs) More at 11. This is why we need a woman. (laughs) Anyway, the CFPB. (laughs) And this unfuckable troglodyte that runs it. Oh, my God. It's so hard to come back from fake pussies. I still don't know if they lubricate themselves. Do they add the ducks? Are there ducks? (laughs) No, ducks to su. Ducks. <laughs> like aluminium ducks. So, Kathy Kraninger. Pussy tear ducks. Pussy tear ducks. <laughs> I want to get that as a decal on my truck. <laughs> Pussy tear ducks. Are you saying we're, we're in the merch selling business now? Are we going to open a Redbubble? God, I hope not. 
Kathy Crininger. It's not selling out, it's buying in. <laughs> Kathy Crininger. Kathy she, Crittenden. Collection. She is not a transgender. Right, normal woman. Nor a woman. Normal woman. Normal woman. Okay, well, yeah. She argued while she was in the uh, Trump administration that they are unconstitutional and that they are too independent. So, in the most likeliest of fashions, or... Most, yeah, Trump... Yeah. I, I didn't say that right. But Trump put her in charge of the CFPB because of her strong dislike of it. So that's how... Much like putting Rick Scott as the head of the EPA when he sued it like eh, a thousand times or some dumb yeah, bullshit. and yeah. Louis DeJoy... Who has money in the competitors of the United States Postal Service? And Betsy DeVos, who has money in the competitors of the public education. Yeah. Mm. But you know, hey, the economy's doing great. Siri, COVID's what is not the real. definition of kleptocracy? The earth mm. is flat. <laughs> so, Miss Money Pussy, uh, she, on July 2020, this year, a couple of weeks ago, she passed a law or some fucking accommodation that's considered law that payday lenders don't have to check if borrowers can pay back high interest loans because that's completely constitutional. Yeah. But the CFPB is unconstitutional. But they don't have to do any transparency or check and see if people can afford their high interest rates, their high interest rates or usury rates. Hmm. As they are called. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's constitutional. Yeah, that's constitutional. You know, when, when George Washington was fighting in the Revolutionary War, he was really just like, you know what we need? A country where I can charge poor people a bunch of money. Hell yeah. You yeah. know what's weird is they already had that with the English, but it was just a king doing that, whereas in America, everyone has the freedom to be a tyrant. And I think that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so are you finally on the side of capitalism? Is that what I'm hearing? No. 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 We don't, we don't sell merch. We don't have a Patreon. This is all free. I spend money to promote this podcast. Wait, we're doing this for free? Right now. Are you fucking shitting me? Look, eventually we're going to do some bonus content and maybe... Do a Patreon, maybe. If people are willing to pay to hear us talk. If you want to buy anything I own, please contact me at Henry Taint. On Twitter. On Twitter. I don't own a lot. You do have this table. This is Heather's table. This is my wife's table. The table downstairs. Also my wife's table. Because I gave it to her. God damn it. (laughs) I have some socks. Okay. I have a guitar. Anyway. The CFPB and this dumb bitch that's around it now that hates freedom. Or the CFPB started out as the good guys, and then they turned into uh, not the good guys. So, Jamie, pull that video up. <laughs> oh, dude, that guy ain't shit. Hi, welcome to the Ro Jogan experience. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's all I got on the CFPB. 
So basically, don't listen to they're them. ineffective. Yeah, because they were made to be ineffective. They weren't made to be ineffective. They turned into being ineffective because hmm. they start putting, just like with the EPA and the uh, USPS, they put these ineffective people in charge or the people hmm. that are actively working against the their, interests of. Yeah. Right, that makes sense. But what's bad is that this data was pulled from last year. All of the data I used in the first half of this episode is from the CFPB, and it still paints this industry in a dog-dick-terrible light. Yeah. It's amazing. $90 billion, 50% of that is tied up in monthly borrowers, retirees, disabled people, teachers, firemen. And the late fees equal $9 billion. That's how much they make in just late, late fees. This was yeah. as of 2019. It's fucking crazy. And most of these are privately held, so we have no idea what the fuck's actually going on. The only people that can tell us are the CFPB, and they aren't doing their goddamn jobs. And they're compromised. So what else do you have? About the okay. CFPB? What else do you have you still want to go over? Oh, well, you were going to talk about the UK? The green well, sale? Well, you can go ahead and do the bid on payday lending in the UK. Oh, well, the only thing I have on that is because... We're in America. America. And America first. We but, do have an Australian listener. And uh, for them, really hope you're looking forward to the green seal bit here in a minute. <laughs> well, in the UK, this woman named uh, Sarah Jane Clifton of the Jubilee Debt Campaign, she was quoted as saying, Austerity, low wages, and insecure work are driving people to take on high-cost debt from rip-off lenders, i.e. checking the cash. Yep. What were the others? Uh, Advanced America. Advanced America. Western Sky was one that was one of the tribal reservation ones. Oh, fuck. And then... But they were doing it online. And then she finished saying that the need... They need the government to take action. They need to tackle the cost of the living crisis. Which, end quote, that's never going to happen because the government needs these places to help keep the working class down. Yeah. They need them. That's why they have yet to define what predatory lending is. Even though this is very clearly predatory lending. Yeah. They consider themselves... They don't even consider themselves short-term loans. Okay. So, let's say Josh is emperor for life now. Henry Tank. (laughs) Henry Tank. Fine, I guess. If you're going... You can call me Mr. Tank. Mr. Tank. So, Mr. Taint. Yeah. You're emperor for life of America now. Hell yeah. What do you do about payday lending to fix it? Is there a way to fix it? Would I fix it if I was a tyrant? Not even a tyrant. You could be a... What did they used to call those? Fuck! Oh, they were like good kings. It was an enlightenment term. Uh, It was like a benevolent despot or something like that, but that doesn't sound fucking right. I don't remember. (laughs) Like a benevolent dictator, let's say. Okay. You're out. Okay, so assume... That you are like a Vladimir Lenin-esque figure. A people's uprising happens. Uh-huh. And they choose you as the leader of the cause and elevate you to the highest seats of power. Okay, I got you. I you understand. have the worker at your back. Because How? that is your interest, is the worker, as you are a worker. How would I get rid of payday lenders? What do you do about payday loans? You is can... there a way to fix it? Yeah, and I'll tell you why. But nobody's going to listen to me. Well, like I would, people will. I would get rid of payday lenders by saying the only way you can take out one of these things, yeah, you have to be 95 years old or older. How? 
How would I do that? Make it a fucking law because I'm the goddamn tyrant. Oh, you're saying they would have to be 95. They would have to be 95 because at that point, fuck them. If you take out a loan at 95 years old and like, yeah, I'll pay it back in two weeks. (laughs) I could be dead by then. So you're saying like Jack could go take one of these out. Yeah, he could. (laughs) Well, he looks 95. Yeah, exactly. He could get a fake ID. Yeah. I'm about to scam the government out some money. <laughs> boy. Like, you, you have to be 95 years or older to take out a payday loan. Yeah. And you have to have proof of identification. That's the only way. Not with this. You don't think just fucking gonzo. Done. Gonzo? No more. You no. Just Thanos snapped the payday loan system out of existence. No, because that's still a financial institution that you can make money off of if you're 95 years old. So hear me out. If you're 95, you have steady income. You should. I mean, I'm not saving for when I'm 95. I'm barely saving for when I'm 27. Exactly. And I'm 27 now. And that's yeah, our... Exactly. Tilt your head like that. That's what I mean. That's our generation. We're not going to make it to 95. Fuck no, we're not. Yeah. So I guess we'll never have to worry about payday loans. They will drown themselves. On the flip side, one of the arguments is most of these places... That makes these places essential businesses during Corona time. Oh, fucking Christ. Well, I feel it's important we bring it in because quarantine's been going on no. forever. Look at my beard. No, just that they're... Well, you have that beard because you don't know how to shave. I know how to shave. I have a razor. Then why do you have a beard? Because. <laughs> why do you have that fucking lesbian haircut? Because I have clippers. Look at it. He looks like he should be in a bowling alley smoking and hitting on girls 40 years younger than him. And what do you call that haircut? Shalala homeless? Look, man. <laughs> Look, Mac. I think we all know <laughs> that I was born in the wrong generation, XD. I should have been put in the 60s. Look at me. Yeah, yeah. you look like the exact demographic that they're going to be like, hey, man, you want a payday loan? And they open up their overcoat. Like, you can Actually, have a payday loan or fact, suck my dick. I did most of the research for this episode. On acid. Yeah. So big acid is <laughs> is not a thing because it's still illegal. I would love for big acid to be a fucking problem. That means that somebody would legalize it first. Honestly, at this point, I don't give a shit. I just want to be able to walk into Walgreens and go, here's $100, give me a vial of liquid LSD so I can just, I don't know, put it in my drink. It no. work. Yeah, so you can, uh, what's that called? You could Abuse date, it, yeah. You date rape yourself. Wait, no, acid doesn't Hell make you pass yeah. out. No, it doesn't make you pass out, but it does make you horny. Well, the crazy thing I found about Molly is that every time you take it, you wake up and your butthole's really sore. <laughs> is that normal? And my wallet always has more money in it than when I left the house. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I think... The argument is that, like, these places are essential because they check cashes. For ca- cash checks. For people that... For people that don't have a bank account. That actually are essential. Yeah. That yeah. don't have a bank account for whatever reason. Because banks... So here's a crazy suck. thought. Yeah. What if we dissolve the payday lending industry and the post office does it? If the post office does payday lending... They give you bank accounts if you can't get a normal bank account. It's just as easy as, well, fuck, your account number's now your social. It's a government identification number anyway. Why not just fucking admit it and use it like it? 
They'll provide fucking bank account for you if you want it and you can't get it. There are no fees involved. You get a decent savings yield rate. They can do microloans. Because here's the thing. The way that this whole industry started in the modern form is in the 1980s, a bunch of banks consolidated and got rid of small-town community banks, which... Anything you want to add, Sarah? Yeah, you've been quiet this whole time except for playing a clip of WAP, which is licensed content. Well, who doesn't love wet-ass pussy? Ben Shapiro. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only good thing about 2020 has been the roast of Ben Shapiro. I don't know. Probably not an OBGYN. Yeah, I was about to say, not not a guy. a chiropractor, I'm like... Maybe you need to go see an OBGYN. Ben Shapiro. Like, there's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. actually say whores in this house. The song that they sampled it from is called Whores in This House. And they make a Doodoo Brown remix on the same album. No fucking yes, shit. dude. <laughs> well, but ben we're a hip-hop podcast now, guys. Surprise. <laughs> ben Shapiro strikes me as a guy that, before he gets ready to fuck his wife... He wants to put ice cubes in her because it's too warm in there. <laughs> Why is it so warm? <laughs> you know what? She probably appreciates that more than he knows. Isn't that right, Sarah? And now we're a sexual podcast. I, for one, have been hard this whole time. As have I. That's because we took Viagra before we started recording like we do every episode. Oh, we're going to play Tummy Sticks? <laughs> so anyway oh yeah payday loans suck no yeah yes <laughs> in the 80s these banks consolidate so these local banks that used to be able to be like oh you need 500 bucks for bullshit reason here you go are no longer in practice so these places rise up to take the place of them along with those short-term loan places that have nine-month loans at absorbent interest rates with 120 dollars payment a month like the ones we've encountered before. Uh, Loan Central. Loan Central? Yeah, Loan Central. Because that's not the name of the actual business. Oh, okay. Yeah. Financial insecurity. Yeah, financial insecurity. Yeah. Um, Do you not have enough money? Come to us. We'll make you have more money. And then less in the future. Anyway. <laughs> Way less. <laughs> but I think that if you rolled it all into the post office and you let the post office issue microloans like that again, A, it digs the post office out of the hole they're in. B, it gets rid of a predatory institution. And C, it's a success story for what the government can actually do for people. Like, I I go back and forth on this because our Constitution, I love the spirit in it. Huh? I gotta pee. You gotta pee? You gotta make a pee-pee? Yeah, I gotta make a pee-pee. I was trying to be... Indiscreet? Yeah, mouth. I was trying to mouth it to you. Well, I thought you meant blow me. Oh, well, I was being a little proselytizing. No, no, either one. No, I was anyway, listening, but I got to piss. We'll take a break here in a minute. Fuck it. This is going to be a long episode. There's a lot to talk about. So, anyway. Listen. I'm listening. <laughs> I absolutely enjoy the revolutionary spirit of our founding documents. This idea of equality for all. The idea that you can come to America and become a better person. Or, you know, have a better life than you did in your other country. If you're white. No, not even if you're white. You said founding fathers. I'm just saying that from a modern reading of the way this is written, to my modern brain, this all sounds like good stuff. But it's enforced unequally because it has to prop up 
our economy. Yeah. The capitalist system. Yeah. You know, we talk so much about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, but then we've broken our citizens down so hard that they have neither a life, liberty, or the ability to pursue happiness. And they consider themselves Literally, an individual. The people representing us are working so hard against our interests and for these corporations that every sing- almost every goddamn politician, state, federal, otherwise, is doing something directly in violation of what we should be doing in this country. Yeah. Because they're suppressing or oppressing openly people. Like black people or other minorities, women, fucking white Appalachians is a huge one that always gets brought up. You know, Appalachia's real hot right now for fucking, oh, let us come down and fix all your problems. You can't fucking fix all our problems. All our problems are caused by the system. You're just there to try and maybe fill in the gaps and make some feel-good stories so we don't feel so fucking shitty that we're being marched to our goddamn deaths every day. Even before coronavirus. You tell me anybody in our generation that thinks they were going to fucking retire. I, for one, I don't think so. No, our, there's our, not a single one of us. Our neighbor is 74. He retired at 65, and we were talking about that. And yeah. uh, he's like, uh, so when do you think you'll retire? I was like, I think I'm going to die before I retire at the rate that it's going. Most likely. Yeah. I'm like, fucking expecting it. I have Unless no, something takes off and I can finally quit doing dog dick work. Yeah, I have no faith in any company that I work for. This November, it'll make a decade I've been working or better. I, I was telling uh, Skojo, we should probably start hoarding money. Yeah. Not in the bank. We'll stuff it under our fucking mattress. Bury it in coffee cans. Bury it in coffee cans. When yeah. I was in sales, we used to have people that come down off the mountain with a fucking coffee can stuffed full of money. And just be like, oh yeah, I've been saving for 20 years to buy a TV and all the things for my house. Here you go. Spend that. Get me the nice shit you can buy me. Yeah, because the bank's going to lose all my money and then get bailed out and say, tough, tough and shit. And you know what? That ties back to the fucking Great Depression. Yeah. My grandma didn't trust fucking banks at all. Oh, yeah. Fucking A. I forgot all about that. The Great Depression versus the Great Recession. The housing bubble. Do you want to take a break and we can talk about that something? Yeah. Okay. We'll be right back. Look, all I'm saying is, if you're white and from the South, maybe you shouldn't be rapping. Dude, the other day. Is that so hard to understand? Why if not? your grandpappy could have had relations with somebody that owned slaves, maybe you shouldn't be out there appropriating black culture and talking about fucking drinking moonshine. And your tr- We already have country music. You're just using two genres to do the same thing. What makes Haystack different from, say, Tim McGraw? Well, Nothing. Just the way they write their music. Yeah, the pace, the rhythm. But who else is going to get out there for the poor white man, Eddie? Okay, look, listen, alright, here's the thing, you may be right, but I can't respect anyone that sees Jelly Roll as a legitimate artist. Hey, Jelly Roll... No. (laughs) No. Do not make me be disappointed in you right now. No, listen, he bet Eminem ten grand. Yeah, was that that what his trailer was worth? (laughs) I hope that heaven is a smoking section. It sounds like he's trying to take a shit and sing at the same time like B.B. King. I will say, the last song that I heard that he put out, I could smell what his trailer looked like. Yeah, I'd imagine so. (laughs) I can't tell you how many... And I know that sounds classist and such, but I don't care. I just... I can't respect what Jelly Roll does. At all. 
I can't. It's funny to me because I grew up in it. And he's making money off of it instead of helping people out of it. So fuck him. Well, he's a juggalo. Look, all right, he went from a single wide to a double wide. I get it. He thinks he's got his come up. Yeah. And let me tell you what, he's nothing like a juggalo. Because juggalos are almost as far left as any goddamn progressive, faux leftist, even some of the real ones. Let me tell you, juggalos are the most accepting fucking people I've ever met. I've never met a bad juggalo. Dead ass. That Jimi Hendrix painting I have in my living room. I don't think I've ever room, met a Juggalo, honestly. The Jimi Hendrix painting I have in my living room. Yeah. I bought that from a Juggalo. He painted it. Oh yeah. Is yeah. that is that does that mean he uh, he's accepting because he painted a black guitarist? No, not at all. It was a dope painting, and the guy that had ordered it from reneged on the deal. I will say my favorite rap lyric ever comes from ICP. And it Magnets, goes, how the fuck do they work? No, it goes uh, <laughs> as... Uh, here, here it is, alright? Okay. I'll rip your face off and wipe my ass with it. That's my favorite line. Or... Homies! Homies! <laughs> or, uh... uh that that, was the, I couldn't believe that was them. My second favorite is... Uh, I'm Violent J and I'm back like a vertebrae. Like, I think ICP are the only white rappers I can respect. Really? Really. Because they're clowns. Not not that. <laughs> like, they're very self-parodying, but they're also, they've built this incredibly accepting community of people that are very different that come together just for an appreciation of music and juggalo culture. And they're all very oppressed people like ourselves. Except, I've never met a rich juggalo. Except... Well, if you met ICP, you'd probably meet a rich juggalo. Yeah, but they're like the only ones, and actually, they do give back. Well, Jelly Roll is a rich juggalo. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you haven't been beat down by the system like Jelly Roll. That's why you don't understand him and his lyrical content. I grew up in a town that had its heyday like three years after it was built. Ducktown? No. Our hometown. Oh. Well, the one... I'm my hometown. You're... Redneckville, USA. Yeah, goddamn. Like, we were... Small Appalachian mountain town bordering <laughs> National Forest and the mountains. Hey, we had a neighbor that uh, made his own... White lightning. Yeah. 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 White lightning. It was pretty good, too. That shit that he made, he let me try some of it, just a bottle cap full. I couldn't breathe. Yeah. He's like, yeah, if you shake it around, that tells you how good the alcohol content is. If there's bubbles, there were no bubbles. One this time, shit when shook around was like water. I was telling Sarah about this. Uh, Horrible. One shot. Yeah. One shot. Wasn't that the one the, the, your grandparents stayed at the cabin for a little bit, that one? Yeah, that one. <laughs> and they were like, there was a rattlesnake in here the other day, but uh, I just shot it. It's fine. Yeah, he was in the toilet, but I took a shit on him. Fuck it. Don't worry about that. Just in case. One time, I was telling Sarah the story about a wild boar when I was a kid. And she was like, is that like a wild pig? And I was like, no. So she Googled a picture of a wild boar, and you know, they've got the big fucking tusks, and they're like a hundred plus pounds, they're fucking huge. They'll rip your fucking leg open. And she was like, what the fuck, those are real? 
And I was like, yeah, dude, I can take you and show you where they are. Like, we used to hunt them. 30 to 50 feral hogs. Apparently one stole somebody's laptop bag. One stole somebody's laptop bag? Just a wild boar that was like... You know, I think I'd just get a new laptop bag. I would say, you know... Well, I assume the laptop was also in the bag, and this guy had his podcast saved to it, ready to upload. If it's mine, it'll it'll come back to me. No, I would fight the board. What? I would not wrestle a wild boar. There you go, baby. I would fuck up a wild boar. I would fuck a wild boar. I'm gonna get this thing mounted. Wait, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna mount, mount this, this thing. thing. All rides belong to Ron White. He said that joke just to make it. <laughs> I mean, we're poor. What's he gonna do? Sue us? We have nothing. Much like Ron White. You didn't do the same thing for the five and nine sixteenths joke. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I feel like we've been on a six minute tangent here. Five and nine sixteenths. That could be that could be anybody's dick size. So. You want to do, do you have some employee reviews? <coughs> yeah, I do. Let's do our review segment. Do you want to do a, all, all I've got are uh, one star reviews. So, uh. I've got a bunch of reviews. Well, I could go for days probably. I've only got three. That's all I got. All right, cool. So, my first one star review is uh, from a customer service representative. Mm-hmm. Uh, from a former employee, as it were. And uh, that's the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah. That's like the, the count and change back type shit. He or she or they, they. If, you, if you want, said that the manager was awesome there. She went above and beyond to try to make it f- as fun and exciting and an energetic workplace. Some fellow co-workers made you feel unwelcome, made everything out to be a negative. The hard part of the job was trying to keep a positive mindset to make it through the day. Most enjoyable part of the job was my mini vacation called maternity leave. So I guess it was a she. Huh. Turns yeah. out. So why do you think in this environment there would be, there, uh, the co-workers would make it an unwelcome environment? Do you think it's like pretty cutthroat? Like I would assume so. Or maybe this woman just is easy to make fun of. Because she was fat? Yeah. Or pregnant? Pregnant, probably. <laughs> we're like, look at you having kids. Ha ha, you're going to be poor forever raising kids. Ah uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I don't even have kids and I'm still poor, so what do I know? Yeah. Uh, so, here we go. Five-star customer review from Louisiana. I just hope the manager are getting paid extra. She definitely went the extra mile to make me feel safe. She wiped down countertops, pins, you name it, thanks. During this COVID-19, I just want to say thank you for the friendly and quick service. I most definitely will be back for my next check cashing. So nothing really substantial there. Wait, that was a that was a customer? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just talking about they were nice. Yeah, I'm doing the employees. Yeah. All right, another one. Another one star, which all I did was one stars because, you know, this one's from a center. Well, I like to show both sides. Yeah. I like to think I'm a centrist in that way. Well, I believe any five stars are paid in, for in this business. Yeah, we're paid for, or they are bots. 
So my next one star is titled Extreme Racism. All right. Yeah. And he said he was a center manager and he goes on to say, I was harassed by customers due to the color of my skin and the company did nothing. I was told that since I was of a certain color, I was not allowed to talk to white customers and the company backed that customer. They never did anything. And this is for what company? Advanced Financial? Was that Advanced America? Advanced America? Yeah. Advanced America's racist. Find me some more of those. Let's let's determine a pattern of racism here, shall we? Yeah, I got one more. Uh, So Bean Station, Tennessee writes, one star review... I applied for a loan today. I was approved for up to $2,000. Sounds great. No, it's not. For this loan, my repayment was $589 times 23 months, $13,547. I almost had a heart attack for half the money. A thousand, or yeah, thousand dollars times 289 was $7,691.50. Are you kidding me? Now that is totally wrong. How much was he charged? Uh, it was a $2,000 loan. He did the math. He would have ended up paying $13,547 back, and he said no. Who was this for? Checking the cash. Checking the cash loaned him $2,000? Was going to. Was going to. Okay. He got approved for that much, and then he was like, wait, this is going to cost me 13000 <clears throat> So he- I'm paying like $11,000 in interest? Nah, I'm good. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad somebody... uh, Didn't do it. Didn't do it, and they figured out how to tell other people the exact cost of how much it was going to be. Yeah. Now, I have another one-star review, and it is titled Hostile Work Environment, and it is from the assistant manager, and all these are former employees. He says, Treated unfairly, racially discriminated against, the DDO bitch face McGillicuddy, because I don't think I should say her name, is a racist. They hate black people and will use you until they're done, then throw you away like trash. Ellipses. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of that one. So I'm going to pull some advanced financial reviews now, because I do have some of those. Did you have any? For uh, customers? Uh, employees. Yeah. Let's see. So, we got one star. If you want a 700% interest loan, a big ripoff. Ripoff and hoard customer service. Pay four times the amount you borrowed. Don't do business with this scam place. Don't say I did not warn you. I hope you go out of business. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you go out of business. You know what? I can respect that. It sounds honest. Uh, Here's another one for Advanced Financial. Because they're new and expanding very quickly, I figured I would highlight them some. Uh, Stay away from this predatory lender. They should be put out of business. Imagine borrowing $1,500 because you're in a bind. Imagine an interest rate of 360%. How on earth is that legal? Imagine making monthly payments larger than your car payment, but the balance never goes down. Imagine that after only a year and a half, you end up paying almost four times the amount borrowed. Totally re- total amount paid close to my account, $4,498.05. <coughs> if you need money, you're better off finding a loan shark. Shut this scam operation <laughs> down. All caps. 
$1,598.05 paid, and she hasn't even paid it off. Holy fucking shit. Can you give employ or customer reviews five stars? Can you, can <laughs> can you, you like them? Personally review them. Uh, here's another one from Bismarck, North Dakota. I wish I would have read the reviews before I took a loan out with these guys. They're absolutely terrible and cold-hearted people. I ran into some financial difficulties, set up payment arrangements with them, and made my payment on the day it was due like we agreed upon two days later. Then they withdrew an additional $675 that I did not even authorize. Holy shit. I told them before not to use my debit account anymore, that I wanted to revoke it, and they still did it anyway. I was withdrawing my account because of it, and then found out from my bank they tried to do an additional $750 an hour later, but it didn't go through because I didn't have the funds. Called the company and they gave me nothing but a runaround and nothing they said made any sense. Would not refund my money, but I filed a complaint with my bank. I'm also going to contact the Better Business Bureau. If anyone else out there has any suggestions on whatever we can do, please let me know. You should go to the CFPB instead of the Better Business Bureau. Because the Better Business Bureau isn't affiliated with the government. Well, the CFPB is now affiliated. Help. Yeah, they're affiliated with the government now. And they're still not in the business of helping people, it seems. Not anymore. It started with good intentions, much like... I don't think so. I think the one guy with good intentions might have been that Eaton character because he was only charging $20. Yeah, and he got out fucking... Uh, he got out-businessed. By that, uh, yeah, he got out capitalismed by W. Allen Jones. Yeah, the uh, what did you say was the villain? Oh, you know what? There is one other thing I wanted to do with W. Allen Jones, if it's okay with you. If, if but go look, ahead and read some yeah. more one star reviews. I want this yeah, to be a surprise for you. If you're looking for it, I got another one star review from a manager. Hell yeah, now, management. Yeah, so far we've done all three: the bottom, the assistant, now the main man himself or woman. Or they. Person. Person. Uh, He says, I worked for the company for over 13 years. What a change. This was a great company to work for. They took care of people and understood the business they were in. Now they don't have a clue, but if you can produce a good PowerPoint presentation, you are golden. Otherwise, forget people with knowledge, experience, and a track record of success. Senior management doesn't believe that there's any value in those traits. All they do is talk at each other and tell each other how much they know and what great ideas they have. They need to stop trying to be management consultants and hire people who can operate a business. The pros or benefits are pretty good, but only if you hit your numbers. Mm-hmm. So let's You want me to do one more? Uh, go ahead. I mean, we can do customer reviews for a little bit. Okay, another manager has left a one-star review. He says, this company is no longer in business due to a saturated market. So, what does that mean? A lot of payday lenders opened up around him. So, uh, I mean, if they're all charging the max that they can charge, how is one out doing the other? Hmm. What do you think? Maybe it's one of those states that have, like, you can only have one loan out at a time types. Yeah. Maybe. But in the same area. I assume they do it by county. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. But if they're all in the same city, like, take uh, the bigger of the two cities that we're from. Yeah. 
and uh, think about how many of these payday lenders are there. There are at least like seven or eight. Yeah, but they're all under different names. How do they? Compete? They're like two or three checking the cashes. In a uh, your place, I'm pretty sure there's at least two. Yeah, I've seen two. I know that. Yeah. And uh, how how do they how would they even compete with each other? Who knows? Maybe they're like, yeah, if you come over here, you know, we'll move your payment back a little bit or finagle it some kind of way. Just take the business from the other one so they look better. You know what? When I changed, when I moved... Capitalism I'm, breeds innovation, Josh. They're going to find ways to fudge shit if yeah, they can get away with it. They they won't make the rules... Uh, they won't make the laws Ooh. crazy enough no. for people. They're always... like that, That's why I hate both parties. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so I got another one-star review. Yeah. Uh, from Ballard, Washington, with checking to cash. I did tons of business with the with these guys, and they made a lot of money off me while I was ill and on Social Security. I was in the hospital for extensive illness, so I missed my payment. First time ever I missed a payment. I was in the hospital only a week and had 72 missed calls and messages from these creeps giving me settlement options. Seriously, 72 missed calls? Only a week? Was this necessary? No. When I pay this, I will never do business with these unethical fools again. They are predatory lenders. This was completely unnecessary. Yeah. Review after review here seems to paint the picture that these people are predatory, and yet the CFPB won't do anything about it. Yeah. Now, I'd like to take some time to look at W. Allen Jones's Facebook, which is public, by the way. If Wait. you ever feel like you should maybe <laughs> comment on there, you can't say you did it because you listen here. I'm going to do it now. What was his name? Is he still alive? Uh, it's Allen Jones. Yes, he's still alive. He has a whole fucking fell son family. Look at all of his large sons. Damn, they eat really well. Well, yeah. Can you imagine what they taste like when we finally eat the rich? When we tickle them? Oh, no. This time we're talking like <laughs> some full-on, I'd like to put that guy, like baste him, put him on a big leaf, yeah, I bet apple that. in his mouth, bind his hands and feet, over an open fire, just slowly spitting him. I bet if you slow roasted that motherfucker, mm. that I like... Make that, him into some barbecue with his belly? Mm. Oh, the meat would just fall right off the Right off the goddamn bone. <laughs> <pump. laughs> Can you imagine what his marrow would taste like? So, Is it the page I should like, or does he have an actual He has an actual account? Facebook personal Shit. account that is public. Uh, so this is from August 8th at 10.10pm. 10 I will allow you... I will set the scene for you. It's pictures of his yacht. Yeah. A TV... On his yacht with a sound bar and his incredibly plastic surgery zanned up wife with their two small dogs sitting in the captain's chair. Isn't that a trophy wife? Like yeah. if they got so much plastic surgery, they're literally, never mind. So anyway, Saturday morning up on the back deck at 6.15 drinking coffee, watching and learning about our new Sunbright TV. Sunbright makes the best outdoor TVs. Now to make the boat's four Alexas work with the new Cradle Point Wi-Fi system on board to control the TV. Janie also went to captain school at Chapman School of Boating in Stewart, <laughs> Florida. She had to learn to back a twin-engine cruiser into the slip. Here she is driving our boat, but not happy about it. She says it just didn't take. Wait, 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 wait. Mm -hmm. I zoned out for a minute. Yeah, it's fine. This is 
Alan Jones talking yeah. about his daughter driving around their fucking uh, his yacht. His wife, I believe. His wife. If it's his daughter, then she really looks bad for whatever her age is. <laughs> this is an interview he did? No, this is a Facebook post he made. Oh, fuck. God this damn. is the hubris on this man. He's asking to be slowly barbecued for several hours in a slow cooker over mesquite chips. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, where was I? At school, our class was 8 a.m. until 5 p.m., Monday through Friday. What an extensive schedule. And Janie was up each night until midnight studying. I started off on the wrong foot when the instructor, when he announced there will be at least two hours of homework each night, and I announced, I don't do homework. (laughs) But I will pay close attention in class. When he announced he didn't think I could pass the course that way, I assured him I passed Cleveland High School that way. That tells you how good they were at fucking educating people. Well, we had... Our high school education. and uh, When I scored a 98, we debated the one I missed. I had the right answer. He just didn't like the way I calculated it. I've always been fascinated with TVs and radios. The first remote control in our neighborhood was Jim Johnston's parents' bedroom. You squeezed an air ball on a plastic tube that ran to the TV and the channel would click over. I was amazed because it was the I was the remote for my parents. Bro, did he write a fucking book on Facebook? Goddamn God, like, The hubris. Like, what the fuck? The hubris. Goddamn. I, I'm, I'm sick of listening to this motherfucker. I can I'm hear sorry. Him. It's almost over. I, I can promise. almost hear him. Yeah, right? I think I carry his voice. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see here. Next came Lawrence Renfro, house next door with the real remote. It clicked. <laughs> After studying how it worked by shaking a piece of metal. <laughs> what is this guy? An alchemist? He's just like, hmm, yes. It's by shaking this piece of metal over this remote, I've deduced how it works. This is something Benjamin Franklin did. I'm almost a scientist. <laughs> I'm almost a scientist. I used my belt buckle to change the channel by shaking it. Hmm. What? <laughs> he saw that it worked by shaking a piece of metal, so he shook his belt buckle and changed the channel, he claims. Then, in 1980, at age 27, I bought my very first fancy TV from Clark Stamper at Stamper's. It was a Zenith with a real remote that could answer the phone on a two-way speaker and talk hands-free. What the fuck kind of money did you have to have to get those features in 1980 on a TV? <laughs> You know, Who the fuck are you FaceTiming with on your Zenith in 1980? Dude, what, what, the, like towards the end there, I could have sworn like I was the guy at the bank that he was explaining to why he needs this loan to open up his business. So you want to buy your money, friend of <laughs> Mr. Jones? Why, yes, sir. I'd very much like to start my own money farm. <laughs> as I'm just a simple credit pharmacy, and the next logical step would be a money crop. Are, are you sure this is on Facebook and not some book he wrote? Holy I can show you shit. this right now. Show me, please. Why, I didn't, uh, does Facebook yeah. not have a character limit? No. This Damn. guy only needs to have a Twitter, and it needs to be the old character limit. Yeah. 140 exactly. characters. 140. That's all he gets. So anyway, he brings it all home right here, and I think this is really important as to who he is. Uh, today... I can just tell Alexa to turn on the porch TV or turn on Fox News, kind of like my parents used to tell me. <coughs> hey, you know what? Turn no. on Fox News. Hey, Alexa, brainwash me. <laughs> can I tell you something real quick? Go ahead. At my new job. Yeah. 
I walked into the break room for the first time today. You know what was on TV? Fox News. Fox fucking News. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, you know, when I worked at Pizza Hut, which uh, they made us keep it on Fox News, and my wife yeah. <laughs> works for Taco Bell, which is owned by the same company as Pizza Hut, Yum Brands, which is owned by PepsiCo. Yeah. And yes, they yeah, also yeah. made her always have the lobby on Fox News. No, we put CNN. Oh, on. dude, I thought. But when the DM was there, you had to have it on Fox. Oh, God. We well, it, get fired. if you're... right, that's what I'm saying. You had to keep it on Fox if people in power QVC were around. QVC was on the other ones. We had four TVs. Okay, what QVC? Anyway, yeah. well, for a second, of I thought... course. Hey, you're spending money at Taco Bell. Would you like to buy cheap jewelry? <laughs> we get a commission as long as you use promo code Taco Twelve Pack at checkout. Oh, that's so depressing. <laughs> 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 You know what would have made it? I thought you were, I literally thought you were going to say, well, Taco Bell keeps them on CNN. Like, oh, no. I, that would have, holy <laughs> fucking shit. That's how phones. liberal they are. They keep it on the neoliberal channel. No, from like right. the perspective. Well, I mean, it's the only one that's on TV. You can't play right Anyway, well, from the perspective that like they're on the same, they're owned by the same person. But he, he's playing for both sides. Right. How long do you think it'll be until they're like, no, you play the InfoWars network on TV. O-A-N-N. Oh, shit. The America One, one News Network. One American News. Yeah. So anyway. I love them. We're almost done here, yeah. folks. What's also amazing is I can just drop into the boat's back aft deck Alexa show and see what's going on. I can also drop in our house at the Palm Beach and see the camera on the Alexa show. It's a long way from shaking my belt buckle at the Renfro's TV and thinking my discovery was bigger than Alexander Graham Bell. What? The guy that made the phone? Yeah. This dude's Facebook is just literally like, look at how rich I am. I have a bunch of Alexas, etc. Hey, and if you work real hard and go to work every day and show up on time... You can make me a lot of money. Yeah, I'll be able to buy another yacht next year. Yeah, that old, uh, like, oh man, I'd like to have a car like this. Oh yeah, Yeah. well, if you work hard all of this year, (laughs) next year I could buy two cars just like this one. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that on a meme one time. So... I think to bring it all home, there's only one thing left to talk about, right? Hey, would you blow me? No, green sill. Green sill. So I in forgot. Australia, there's this guy called Alan Greensill? Alex Greensill? Lex Greensill. Dick Skipper. Lex Greensill. Yeah. Who owns Greensill Company, who is the market-leading provider of world capital finance for businesses and people. He's the biggest non-bank provider of supply chain financing. Supply chain financing is simply put, payday loans for corporations. Yeah. They leverage money coming in in the future for debts they need to pay today. So Much like a payday loan company would. Is that, is, oh, I'm sorry. Is, is that one of those things where they're like, yeah, we're a payday loan, and then they come out with the law, like, you can't be a payday loan place. And they're like, well, we're not that. We're this now. Yeah. Is that one of those? No, this is literally the only guy the government of the world has decided should have a money printer. Like, he's funding the finance, the furlough scheme in Britain. Yeah. Uh, so the company's fairly new. In 2011, it fa- founded Lex Greensill. Uh, I'm trying to find any specific companies they do. But Check they and don't go. really say anything. A telecash? 
It's worth $143 billion a year. No, this is like checking to cash, but a corporation could go to it and be like, hey, I need money. What are you loan me it for? I just need it real bad. I got I got people I owe money to. I got to pay them. Yeah. You, you got a receipt on that lawnmower? Yeah, like this is no, like think about the people who take payday loans. They're not really in good financial shape when they take on these high interest short-term loans, right? Yeah. Like I wasn't. Now imagine a corporation just has financial instincts as bad as 19-year-old oh, yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. They're just like, fuck, I need money today to buy the thing to fix my car. Give me the money. I don't care how much it costs. Yeah, hey, dog, next time I get paid, I'm, I coming, got to, I'm coming to you first. Yeah. You know. That's what these companies are doing. Like, so how long is it until these companies are just as trapped in debt as these month-to-month customers? Well, without the uh, laws and regulations in place, they're going to be like, well, you know what? We thought APR at 36% was a little low, you know, so we're going to raise it up. And minimum wage is still seven twenty five. by the way. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Just thinking, not only is this going on with the working class, but there are corporations that are dumb enough to buy into this idea as well of like supply chain the, financing, payday loans for corporations. Are they, uh, wait, what is the, uh, what companies are buying into this? Do you know which companies <clears throat> are? They're really quiet about which ones. I couldn't find anything at a cursory glance. But this is fucking crazy. Like, the, yeah. the UK government saying, hey, we want this guy that does payday loans to do payday loans for British citizens that are currently unemployed. But he needs some money. Yeah. Because nobody's doing this shit. Is that why? No. He knows he can make a shit ton of money doing this shit. No. So he's that, doing it. No. Would that be why that he is trying to get money from the government with a payday loan that's from the government? He's not trying to get money from the government. He's financing it. Okay. Yeah. He's paying for it. God damn. With the intention to make money off the British government. Because they need to pay people that aren't working. Okay. So not only Holy is it a payday loan shit. for corporations, it's, a, it's payday. a payday loan for countries. Yeah. Wow. This is what late stage capitalism looks well, like. They're trying it, to invent profit because the line always has to go up. Well, that was the, uh, that kind of, tell me if you think this is the same, that article that I read that was about how the United States turned Iran into a uh, kleptocracy. Yeah, it's basically the same thing, yeah, except now it's private entities doing it. Well, they're still sending money there. So I've got great news for the libertarians. You're going to find out what the free market looks like really quick. So we hope you own some capital. Yeah. And even then, it might be fucking worthless if you don't have enough of it. So suck it. Vote Kanye for president. I want to see this shit in quicker, too. Honestly, at this point... The only thing I can tell you is that I don't think we change this country through electoral means. I think it's just going to come to a point where they can't squeeze any more blood out of the turnip of the working class. And push comes to, to shove. And, and we've got all these people getting pushed out of their homes. Eventually something's going to give. And there are a lot more of us than there are of them. Yeah, but people aren't going to realize that yet because if you haven't noticed, Not there's yet. still a lot of individuals in But it's this getting a lot worse a lot quicker than I thought it would yeah. because of this epidemic and how the fucking government has well, mismanaged it. I saw today that people are uh, protesting Louis DeJoy's house or his mansion, yeah. as I should say. Good. Have they brought a fucking guillotine out in front of it to get the fucking point across like we did with Bezos? Yeah. Well, 
Did we get the point across? Because he's still... He's still there. I mean, I still... But I mean, (laughs) once you put the guillotine there, all that's left is pulling him out in the middle of the fucking night. How many guards do you think he has? 20 at home? Snipers on the roof. You get 50 good people. Some of us will die, but we'll get him into the goddamn thing and take his fucking head. Well, hey, we're not advocating for that, right? No, we're not. Absolutely not. This is a comedy podcast. This is all satirical. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't take me away in the black bags, Bortak. So funny. Ten plays on Anchor. This might be (laughs) why. Anyway. My point is, if things keep getting worse... I gotta pee again. You do? Do you want to wrap it up then? Yeah. Okay, if things keep getting worse, eventually something's going to have to happen. I can't tell you what's the next step to take, but we're just trying to figure out what to avoid on your way there. So, don't get a payday loan. Don't get a payday loan. Don't get anything from a rent-to-own company. Still Still the internet. Download a car. Yeah. This has been Working Class Outcasts for the week. I'm Eddie. And I'm Henry Taint. You can find me on Twitter at J-C-O-C-K-R-U-M-9-2. You can find Mr. Taint. At Henry Taint. On Twitter, probably. Our music this week is Rossville by Iron Fez. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Hey, would you blow me? Hey, would you blow him?